Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello and welcome to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes. On this week's edition, we'll be speaking with John Rosengren, Executive Director of Katie's Place Clubhouse, and we'll meet some of their members as well about their mission in fighting the fight against mental illness. Froggy 101's Doc and Chewy speak with meteorologist Jeremy Lewan from Newswatch 16 about his NASA partnership, the upcoming eclipse in April, and his fashion choices and modeling career. Doc and Chewy are back to speak with Wilkesbury Mayor George Brown about upcoming events in the Diamond City. Special Edition gets started right now. This is Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes, and my guests in the studio are from Katie's Place. And uh, we'll start with you, John. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is John Rosengren. I'm the executive director of Katie's Place Clubhouse. Okay. My name is Monica Mangello. I'm a member of Katie's Place, and I sit on the board for Katie's Place. My name is Alexander Williams. I'm also a member of Case Waste, and I'm also on the board. Timothy Walsh, a member and uh, on the board. I board. Okay. Well, thank you all for coming in. Uh, heard a lot about Katie's Place. I uh, just want you to tell us the story behind it. Uh, what inspired Katie's Place? And tell us about Katie. So Katie was a young lady who lived in the community. She was 29 years old, uh, but she lived with bipolar disorder. She had a master's degree from uh, Ohio and it was uh, MBA so she was very high functioning um, she had the best medication that you could ask for she had a very supportive family and one day she was driving to work and you know for whatever reason she decided that she you know the world didn't want her in it anymore and um, through their grief the family had uh started the Katie Foundation. Uh, her father, who is a deacon in Scranton, uh, wrote her obituary, which literally went viral throughout the world. And the message that they wanted to send was that people are not their mental illness. Uh, just like people are not diabetes, people are not cancer, uh, we have to train ourselves to understand that people are not schizophrenic, people are not depressed. They live with those mental illnesses. Uh, so uh, the Katie Foundation uh, was started. And then back in 2022, no, I'm sorry, 2021, they researched uh, the clubhouse model for individuals who live with mental illness. Uh, I came on board in April of 22. And I was asked to put this program together. And we started, uh, I came on board April 11th, April 12th, we held our first clubhouse session with five people. And now we're up to 42 people who are uh, attending uh, whenever they feel like they want to attend. Outstanding. You're listening to Special Edition. Uh, my guests in the studio this morning are members of Katie's Place. And, of course, big news about Katie's Place is you're getting a new clubhouse. We are, yeah. So we are going to have a space down on Penn Avenue in Scranton, 247 Penn Ave. Uh, they're currently doing construction on it and building it out uh, to our specifications. And uh, all of our members were involved in deciding um, the layout of Katie's Place and what we wanted in it. Okay. Uh, what what was your original site? Was that in, in the Scranton uh, Counseling Building? Yeah, so Scranton Counseling Center is our auspice agency, which means that they are kind of overseeing the program. They're helping us build it, uh, but we are our own nonprofit. 
Uh, we have our own 501c3. We do our own fundraising. We have our own budget. Um, but right now, we are operating out of Scranton Counseling Center using space there. Uh, I just want to talk to all of you. Just uh, give me your story a little bit more. How did you get involved with uh, Katie's Place? Um, my uh, case manager mentioned it to me. I've been living with mental illness for two decades and have been in multiple programs, but hadn't found something that really suited me and helped. Um, this program has made a huge difference in my life. I, um, Prior to this, I didn't leave my house much um, and really struggled to participate in day-to-day activities. And now I'm public speaking. I'm doing lots of work that will help me with my future goals. It gives me a lot of hope, purpose, being part of this program. Outstanding. Uh, You, sir, tell me your story. I'm Alexander Williams. I am a suicide survivor myself, living with schizoaffective disorder. And I just want to say that uh, if you need help, you need to go talk to somebody, you need to socialize as part of a program or something like that, it's not weak. You know, like I'm a big guy, I'm tall, big. And uh, I myself actually need to uh, communicate and socialize so I don't get depressed. And Hey, I wouldn't mess with you. I wouldn't mess with you. You, sir, tell us about your story, how you got uh, yeah, involved with Katie's Place. And, um, I was involved with the Scranton uh, Counseling Center and the Psych Rehab, as it's called. And uh, John approached me and said, do you want to try something? I said, sure. And then um, just got involved, and that was about it. No. You're listening to Special Edition, and my guests in the studio this morning are from Katie's Place. Going to have a new clubhouse on Penn Avenue in downtown Scranton. Now, give me an idea of some of the uh, activities that you have at Katie's Place that uh, get these folks inv- more involved in the community. Do you wish? Um, it's Alex again. Yep. I am offering uh, assistance to help people get GEDs. Uh, Monica is offering assistance to help people get into college. Uh, I train people for culinary arts. I help people learn reading and writing. I, I offer a lot, to, like uh, such things like that, to the community as much as I can. Outstanding. So just to kind of expand on what Alex is saying there, the basic format of the clubhouse is we have two different work units. We have a hospitality unit and we have a clerical unit. And within the hospitality unit, they do things like cooking, cleaning, um, they push a snack cart around the building right now um they do different art projects they plan parties uh different stuff like that in the clerical unit it's really all office based so we have computers we have uh some bookshelves with some books on it and the uh distinctive feature is that our members perform the work of the clubhouse alongside staff so Anything that you can imagine being done by staff is now done by our members. So in that way, uh, every member brings something to the clubhouse with regard to the skills that they have. And, like an occupational therapy kind of thing. Well, I wouldn't say therapy. I wouldn't use that word. Right. Um, I would say maybe vocational opportunities. Okay. Um, that's probably a better way to put it. Right. But um, like Alex has experience with GEDs and uh, so he feels like he could bring that to the clubhouse and help other members who are in need of that kind of service as well. Yeah, Alex, you want to talk? Just to touch on, John said the members contribute to everything. So for our new location on 247 Penn Ave, we had everybody get together and vote on the carpet. Like that's how involved everybody is. Yeah, definitely democracy. That's just one person making all the rules that you all have a vote on it. It's not really a democracy. It's a it's more of a decision. Right. Right. Instead of voting. I get that. It's, it's great. I mean, you're not only benefiting from it, but you're giving back to it at the same time. All this required to be a lifelong member is to have your doctor fill out one piece of paper, and, that, and that's about it. And you can come and go anytime you want for the rest of your life. Okay. You're listening to Special Edition. My guests in the studio are uh, members of Katie's Place. I am mean, a brand new clubhouse opening up in... Uh, well, when is the clubhouse opening up, actually? It's uh, it's coming to Penn Avenue in downtown Scranton. When's it going to be all ready to go? We're hoping to be down there and licensed by July 1st. Uh, okay. Could be before that, but that's my target date. All right. Anything else you guys would like to add uh, that we might not have gone over yet? Just come try it out. 
quite like it. I find it interesting. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, black, white, brown, young, old. You're more than welcome to come to the clubhouse and spend your time with us. And we are, we are actively recruiting members, too. So if anybody feels that they want to learn more about the clubhouse or if they want to become a member themselves, uh, please reach out to us. Uh, you can visit us on our website. There's a referral form and an inquiry form on the website at katiesplaceclubhouse.org. You could also call Scranton Counseling Center right now and get in touch with me, John Rosengrant, and we will we'll help orient you to the clubhouse and okay. give you I was going to ask, actually, is, is there certain uh, you know qualifications or a certain... Is it open to like the people in Lackawanna County? Is it open for anybody in Northeast PA? Well, you know what? What are the uh, qualifications you would need to be accepted at Katie's place? So the main qualification is that you have to be living with mental illness. Okay. Uh, we are going to serve Lackawanna and Susquehanna County, uh, but because you need to be living with mental illness, we need a way to substantiate that. So that's why Alex was mentioning before about having uh, somebody who oversees your mental health signing the paper. To a caretaker, to an adult, yeah, a parent, something like that, yeah. Uh, clubhouses uh, are all over America. Oh, just America? All over the world. All over the world, right. And we have uh, actual tests done, surveys, I suppose. Going to a clubhouse lowers the rate of incarceration and it lowers the rate of uh, hospitalizations for mental health. Uh, significantly, that's great. So, how many members all together do you have at Katie's place? Is it is everybody here, or are there more? We have about forty-two active members. Okay. Who, um, not everyone is there every day, right. but you're allowed to choose your own schedule, or you know, not even follow a schedule. You can come when you choose to. Okay. Brian, what other, one other thing I want to mention, too, when I mentioned that we provide vocational opportunities, uh, we are going to have a transitional employment program. So for people who live with mental illness who want to enter or reenter the workforce to uh, receive paid work opportunities, we will be working with employers to provide that opportunity as well. That's terrific. I mean, it's, it's such a great opportunity for, for folks that would, on their own, probably not get to a situation like this, but uh, you're helping a lot of people out, and, that, and that's a great thing. Alex? So studies have shown that uh, coming to a clubhouse and participating, it lowers the rate of incarceration in a community, and it also lowers the rate of uh, forced hospitalizations for mental health in a community. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys would uh, like, like to get out about Katie's Place? For anyone out there who's living with mental illness and looking for something more to supplement your therapy or medication regimen, this allows you to use your skills and um, be part of a larger community that can support you in achieving any goals you have in your life. And just finally, too, I want to mention that we are overseen by Clubhouse International, which is an international overseer. And as Alex was saying, they're located all around the world. Clubhouses are. There's over 300 clubhouses literally stretching from Australia to Canada. And every one of our clubhouses has to conform to a set of 37 standards that is issued by Clubhouse International. Uh, So although we're not accredited yet, that is going to be our goal within the next year or so to become accredited uh, and that's basically going to show the strength that we have as a, as a clubhouse that we're conforming to all of those standards. Outstanding. One more time, you want to give us the website where we can contact you uh, regarding possibly joining you know, Katie's Clubhouse or just any more information about it. Yeah, uh, our website Katie's Clubhouse, katiesplaceclubhouse.org uh, and on there, there's a lot of good information on there that you can read up about clubhouses. Uh, you can find a referral form there. And there's links on there to Clubhouse International, Scranton Counseling Center, uh, NAMI. Uh, you can find a lot of different links on there, the Katie Foundation. Outstanding. And uh, the target date for opening in uh, on Penn Avenue in downtown Scranton, uh, July 1st. Yes. Anything else you want to add? We are currently uh, operating out of Scranton Counseling, the new Scranton Counseling building right. on Cherry Street in Scranton. So you're welcome to come down even before July 1st. Okay. Well, I thank you all for coming in. I was kind of just expecting one person, but I wasn't expecting a whole group. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you guys shared your experiences with Katie's Place. And uh, I think you're going to be opening yourselves up for quite a few more visitors, if I'm not mistaken. So, John, again, Monica, Alex, thank you so much for joining us here on Special Edition. 
Next up on Special Edition, Doc and Chewy from Froggy 101 speak with meteorologist Jeremy Lawan from Newswatch 16 about his NASA partnership, an upcoming eclipse in April, and his fashion choices, as well as his modeling career. It's all next when Special Edition continues. Welcome back to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes. Recently, Doc and Chewy from the Froggy 101 Morning Show spoke with meteorologist Jeremy Lawan from Newswatch 16 about a variety of things, from his NASA partnership to an upcoming eclipse in April to his modeling career and fashion choices. Jeremy Lawan from Newswatch 16, here with us this morning. Hey, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. So last time we saw you was at the Bloomsburg Fair. Yes. And last time you were here, you were about to make a major trip. Tell us about it. Yes, I, I think I was here in late August. Mm-hmm. It was in early September and I was excited to start my adventure with my partnership with NASA. I'm a NASA partner Eclipse Ambassador and as such I went through many weeks of training to be able to educate the public on eclipses, eclipse science and safety. And um, I applied with my Eclipse Ambassador partner uh, who's an undergraduate at Rutgers because I'm an alma mater of course yeah. of Rutgers. So I chose her to be my uh, partner and we were chosen out of the 300 Eclipse Ambassadors. There were just four chosen and we were the two of the four to go to Ely, Nevada to cover the eclipse live with the Exploratorium Museum of San Francisco. And you said Ely is like three hours from yes. Las Vegas? Ely is a very tiny town. If you don't know where it is, ladies and gentlemen, don't feel bad. It is, <laughs> it is a one of the most remote cities in all of America. And it's three hours, well, more like four hours to the north of Las Vegas. So we flew into Vegas. Uh, My mom and I flew into Vegas. And there, I also met with the Eclipse Ambassador partner, my friend from Rutgers. And who happened to just walk off the plane with uh, Andrea was my girlfriend, Devana. And I just could not believe she surprised me because... So your mom was in on it, My mom was in. No, my mom was surprised too. Oh, okay. Yeah, because my mom gets the same text messages as my iPad. So my girlfriend has determined that it's not good to tell her things in her secret (laughs) because I end up seeing it. (laughs) So uh, she surprised both of us there. And the reason she surprised us is because I saw this annular eclipse on October 14th, which is also my birthday. So she surprised me for my birthday, came out. We all drove up together from Las Vegas to Ely, Nevada, and uh, we had a camper. And uh, we also stayed in a hotel, but we had a big camper to be able to uh, prepare for the live broadcast. And uh, we coordinated with thousands of people there on the ground in Ely, uh, also conducted eclipse uh, training and safety. So is on- this like, I'm just getting the thought, like you're talking about all the people. Yeah. Reminds me of Punxsutawney Phil and, you know, that whole thing where yeah. this becomes a major event where a lot of people want to come it out. It was right? a major event. And because Ely is such a small town, they never have any science communicators come to Mm -hmm. talk to them. So we also went to a school and we gave a demonstration on how eclipses occur and why they occur. And the students and the teachers were just so grateful because this was the first time they've ever had any visitor come and speak. And not just any visitor, but visitors associated with NASA, which was even cooler. So uh, we we also gave some some presentations on board a train. Uh, It was called a Sunset Stars and Champagne Train. And we gave a... Sounds like a party? It was a party. And and because Ely's so far from every Thing, it's a dark sky area, so you're able to see the Milky Way right from Ely. And on board this train, we were giving presentations about why eclipses occur, the mechanics of them, uh, what you should expect for this annular that happened on October 14th. And people came from all over the United States just to go on this train to be able to experience seeing the Milky Way. And we had such clear skies. It was awesome. I have a question. When I was a kid... <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. And they'd always say, well, don't look directly up at the sun during a solar eclipse. You should never look up at the sun, no matter what. Yeah. Ever. Well, then they would have a, something with a piece of paper and a little hole and yep. a pencil. And yes. I, didn't, I never understood what that was all about. It's called a pinhole projector. But can you really see what Absolutely. you need to do? Absolutely. Yes. So during eclipses, what happens is the sun's disk is covered by the moon's disk. And sometimes they're perfectly aligned. The, the moon's orbit isn't perfectly circular. So sometimes when it's further in its orbit, it doesn't cover up that sun's disk completely. And that's what an annular eclipse is when you see that mm-hmm. ring of fire yep. during annularity. But during totality, you have uh, the sun's disk completely covered by the moon and it goes dark and whatnot. But because you're having a source of light covered by something that's solid, 
you just can project that onto the ground using that pinhole. Uh, and we had several pinhole projectors, um, more fancy than just a piece of paper. Yeah. We had some wooden <laughs> pieces of, of projectors, which were really cool to be able to project that eclipse occurring on the ground. But if you don't have a projector and you do have those eclipse glasses, you have to make sure those are on the entire time during any eclipse. All right. So uh, don't look at the sun, totality. Right? You learn something new every you day. You can burn holes in your retinas in seconds. Oh, that sounds fun. So too. Yeah. you don't want to look at the sun no, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> what about people that are saying, you're, you're talking about just during an eclipse no, or any time? Any time. Well, what about people is, on the beach trying to get, you know, laying down and the sun's in their face? Their well, eyes as long as you don't have closed. your eyes open, your eyelids provide enough of a measure of protection. But oh. right. uh, you I don't, learned that stuff you, here. You stare at the sun? No, but I don't I hope not. <laughs> well, it explains a lot if he does. But. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all coming together now. No, but when I would lay in it, I don't, I'm not a, as you can tell, I'm not a, a sun worshiper per se. So if I ever went to the beach and, you know, my wife's like, oh, Michelle's like, oh, let's go to the beach, lay out there. Personally, not my idea of fun. I will sit there and I'll be looking at everything. But yeah, I'm looking up at the sun every yeah, day. You don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. no. Nope. Yeah. What about through tinted windows? Tinted windows is still not safe to look at the sun. Sunglasses. Nope. Sunglasses too. If you want to use something other than eclipse glasses to look at the sun, you need to use level twelve or thirteen welders glasses. Oh, so oh, that's to a really be able dark to block one. out enough of the sun's light. See, so we don't have the safe. problem here in Northeast PA because it's cloudy every day lately. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it has been recently, yeah. but we got some sun on the way. Coming okay, up this you're going to fix that for us. <laughs> All right, Jeremy's with us, hanging out. You want to call him? You want to talk to him? Want to say hi? One 1013 and the Doc Show, it is 848. Jeremy Luan, he is here with us in, from Newswatch 16. And we're going to talk all about what's going on there because you're working a lot of nights during the week now, which is good news. Yes, it is. So congratulations there. Um, but let's wrap up on the the eclipse thing. You said yes. there's a big one coming up. Yeah, so the one I was talking about was in October. That one was an annular eclipse. The yeah. one that's coming up in April, April 8th. It's a Monday. You guys mark that calendar, please. Put it in right now. April 8th. <laughs> is going to be a total solar eclipse. It starts in Mexico. Now, every eclipse path is different from the one before it. So the one I went to see in Nevada... See, Nevada's I just assume not... everybody gets the same ones. You said no. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's a different path. It's only a narrow 100-mile strip of land that will see totality. But past that, all of the United States will be able to see some sort of covering of the sun's disk. But you'll only be able to see it completely covered in this very thin line from Mexico through Texas, through uh, Illinois, through Indiana, then up to northwestern Pennsylvania. There You'll be able go. to see it in Erie, Pennsylvania, also up through the Adirondacks, Buffalo, Rochester. Um, if you go to Syracuse, you'll be able to see it. And then up through Maine and Newfoundland. And now here... Yeah. You'll see a little bit of a difference. About a 94% not... coverage of the sun. Now, oh, that pretty, sounds like great. Good. That sounds amazing. But the difference between 99% and 100% is everything. Yeah. Because the sun is so bright, 94% coverage still kind of looks the same as mm -hmm. a 0% coverage. It still looks like the sun is shining regular daytime. Oh. It's not until you get around 98% that that light really changes in intensity and you notice that there is a difference in the temperature. Temperature can drop by 15 degrees during totality. Wow. The birds flutter. They're chirping, chirping, right. chirping right before totality and then once it goes dark, they go silent. Crickets come out. You can see the stars in the middle of the daytime. You can see a 360 degree panoramic sunset. It's Amazing! That's it's a really life-changing cool. experience. Crazy people come out during that, usually out of night, but do they come out during the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure people, you know what? Not crazy, but people kind of form bonds during eclipses because they realize what a small place on this earth, in this universe we take yeah, up. Yeah. And it, it kind of gives you this com completely different mindset that you are, you know, a small speck on a rotating right, planet right, yeah, through space. Nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's worth seeing. Something like that in corporate America, too. Yeah. But I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> what, what time of day is that going to happen? So it starts in Mexico around uh, 9 a.m. Totality happens around 11. Okay. By the time it reaches our time zone, it'll happen around 1 p.m. Okay. Between 1 and 3 p.m. I smell a live broadcast from somewhere. We got to somewhere. Yeah, we got to go think to Mexico. Gotta do it. <laughs> well, I'll be going to Mexico. I know. So. I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't. If you wouldn't go to Mexico and then somehow fly somewhere quick enough to catch it another time. Jeremy. I know how much you love solar eclipses. I am. I'm a huge solar eclipse enthusiast, and I think they're incredible. And the fact that I partner with NASA to be able to talk about them too is really fantastic. And but you said you're going on a cruise today. Yeah, you're going to watch it from the ocean. Right. So my mom and I've been trying to pay this off for years. We've been planning this for years because you can you can determine 
determine when eclipses are going to occur centuries in advance. Yeah. So you can make plans for the one in 2300 if you'd like. Duh. I'm not going to be around for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one coming up here on April 8th, we're going to be on a cruise, at least from San Diego. And it's a cruise with Sky and Telescope magazine. It's got an eclipse conference on board with scientists from around the world. So I'll be able to interview scientists on board this vessel for WNEP. Yeah. And I'll be able to broadcast live from this vessel, interviewing people and, and broadcasting during totality and during the eclipse itself. That's so cool. That's very, really cool. very excited to be able to do something like that. And because I'm with WNEP full time now, I was Congratulations, promoted. wait. Yeah, big one. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I was promoted um, earlier this year, January 1st. So I work uh, Wednesday through Sunday nights. Yeah. Uh, during the weekdays, I work 7, 10, and 11. Uh, that's the late night shift. And then during the weekends, I work 6, 7, 10, and 11. So, evenings with Chelsea Stroop. That's good. Not a bad place to be. Really no, isn't. I am so grateful. I mean, I didn't think ever that this early in my career I'd be able to be full-time at a right. big-time station. Well, we talked about this. You have a, a lot of interests going on in your life. That being one, what we've been talking about, modeling another one, Yep. television, meteorology, another one. And it's all... Like coming together at the same time. And it's all coming together on no, well, I guess I can't say it's no interest on my behalf. It's not It's not because of my behalf. It is because of my behalf, yeah, right? No, it is but, definitely. But it just feels like it's coming together. It feels like I'm floating down this river of life like a log. And for some reason, it's taking me in the right direction. But I guess I'm doing everything right. I'm a good log. Yeah, <laughs> you're a good log. But that's what you said. I mean, you did not expect that to happen yet. Now, you're putting in the work, obviously. People yeah. love you, obviously. You see that. Well, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, and it is. And, and you're, I've ever, everybody I've seen you react to, you're very kind to anybody that ever reaches out to you. And that's that's what that goes taught me. Yeah, and that goes a long way. As we say, the people you meet on the way up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, the people you meet on the way down. <laughs> so, so you always do. Can you hang out with us a little longer? Of course I can. We'll awesome. be here through the next half hour. Froggy 101. It's the Doc Show. It is 907. Jeremy Luan, he is over there from Newswatch 16, now on five nights a week. And today at noon, right? Yes, I'm actually on 12 days in a row this stretch. So yeah. I'm filling in this noon show, tomorrow noon show as well. And then I'm filling in for Kurt. Kurt's off this week. So I'm doing 4 through 11. So that's uh, seven different shows. 4, 435, 536, 710, and 11. Eight different shows. Wow. Um, so they're for, looking for another, like, part-time meteorologist. I would hope so. Oh, I mean, we're know, here I help, am. So. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I do yeah, have I was going to say, Doc's pretty good at it. Yeah? yeah? Doc, what's the weather outside right now? Cloudy and cold. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> what about tom- what's tomorrow? Cloudy and cold. Well, what was yesterday? Cloudy and uh, with some snow and cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, what do you think? Well, you know what, Doc? I don't think it. that's fair because on Friday, we had some of the warmest temperatures we've seen in a long time. Warmest temperature 2024 so far. We hit 56 at Scranton International You know, on Airport. Friday, we had the warmest temperature so far. I was going to say, Jeremy gets the job. Jeremy's getting the job over you, dog. (laughs) (laughs) So how much, let me ask you this serious question. How much research, all right, so you're going to go do the noon forecast today, but you really haven't seen anything yet. Well, you know, I, maybe I was you just have. there last night. I, yeah. was, I worked last night until it, midnight, so I looked at those models. So it doesn't just, change all that much, but when you go in... Unless you have a big storm brewing. Right, if something's coming up. So how long does that take, like, 
the preparation the leading up for to the, the show the takes broadcast. about three hours. So it takes about two hours for me to read into all the weather models, compare them, analyze them, do all the scientific research behind it to prepare a forecast that makes sense for you, yeah. that is most accurate and most effective. And then I have to put together those graphics that you see, too. So I spend yeah. all that time putting together um, new information in a graphic or, or putting together the right combination of graphics to give you the weather story I want to tell. Yeah. And then I got to go get ready myself. We have a hair and makeup room. I got to do my own hair and makeup. Um, and yes, I have the same issue right here. You know, and, yeah, I mean, look at me. That's, that's <laughs> hair and makeup, baby. It's all right here. <laughs> but, you know, in the bigger stations, they think we have this too. We don't have any hair no. and makeup person behind the scenes no. doing it for us. So that's all, all us. Also, all of our own clothing. And yeah. That's why I thrift everything I own. Well, not just because it's cheaper, but because it looks better and it's really important. Well, it's different because then you always have different things on. Yeah, we, we always say Jeremy's dressed the best, but oh. I, I got a question. Here it we comes. Saw, it, it's coming. Uh oh. The coat. The coat. How cool is that coat? It's awesome. That and is the coolest well, actually, coat. Actually, I would call it warm. It's, it's the warm. warmest coat I got. Yeah. So, <laughs> thrifted. Thrifted? From Portland, Oregon. I was there on a conference. So, since the eclipse, I've been on several conferences. San Francisco, I went to AGU, which is the American Geophysical Union for uh, Scientists. I went to um, a conference in Texas at College Station at Texas A&M University, where we uh, discussed all kinds of oceanographic research stuff there, too, um, to high school girls from underrepresented backgrounds, really important. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, everywhere I go, I go to thrift stores. Yeah. And that allows me to get access to a whole new uh, wardrobe. Right, because there's different styles. Yeah. Different so I go of with country. half of a suitcase full, and then I come back with the full suitcase I have to be able to jump on it to close it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I mean, and, it totally makes sense. Yeah, so I, I awesome. got that one from Portland. I went to another conference in Portland, Oregon in October, and um, it was 30 bucks. That's so do you do faux fur. I was going to say, and, but it, yeah. and it looks... Like it's a what would you say a ten thousand dollar I know I look, jacket like we I, we both sat there we were like that's a nice coat and I guarantee you. if you're out there in the cold guarantee it's it nice keeps and you nice warm, and warm too yep yeah did you ever incredible. walk out and then say or somebody else look at you and go oh boy this is going to get calls <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, when I walk into the station with a different outfit on or an outfit that's especially uh, unique yeah. This one's going to get a talk back for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, what, what, even besides the people at the station who say that, for more importantly, it's the people on Facebook after I post my picture of what I was wearing. Yeah. Oh, talk back line's going to be right up after yeah. this one. <laughs> well, every time we see you, I mean, you're obviously, and you don't have to be all dressed up to be on radio, but you are right now. Is that obviously what you're wearing later? Yes. For yes, noon? it is. Um, do you, when, a you, sneak peek. when you're home and you're not working... <laughs> I'm going to go with you're not all dressed up. You're wearing no. sweatpants or whatever. Yeah, I try to be as undressed up as possible yeah. when I don't have to be. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't wear the clothes because I want to be on talk back or because I want to get a rise out of the people. I just wear the clothes because that's who I am. Yeah, you, know? you like them. The fact that I am a model and the fact that I get all these new fashion tips from New York um, makes me hone my fashion and my, my background a little bit more and what I like to wear. So it's not necessarily that I'm doing it to cause a, a ruckus. Yeah. I'm just doing it because that's me. I want to get the official word since Jeremy is NEPA's king of fashion. I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't just, say uh, that. We're, we're, we're dubbing you, Jeremy. Uh, Here on Froggy 101, you were the king of fashion well, thanks, in NEPA. Julie. Crocs. There's very differing opinions in this room right now about Crocs. <laughs> mm. How do you feel about Crocs? Do you like them? Or? They, are, they are definitely a fashion statement now. Okay. I think Crocs used to be utilitarian in the past. Now they're more of a little bit of a trend, especially for high schoolers. High schoolers love wearing Crocs to school. Yeah. Um, they're comfortable. They're, they make sense. Do you wear them? I don't wear Crocs. I have something, but I have a kind of like a moon croc that I wear. Okay, See? that was Jeremy Luan, our special guest. <laughs> <laughs> because they're comfortable. See, I told you, Doc And they got the holes in them, your feet yes. breathe. And then sometimes they put fur in them. Yeah. And, and the fur in the, in the wintertime. Nice and warm. Fantastic. Doc makes fun of me because I wear camo crocs or I wear my USA crocs or I wear my brown crocs or my black crocs or my white crocs. I think there's mm. nothing wrong with crocs. <laughs> It's been settled. The king of fashion, Jeremy Luan. Thank you, everybody. Got, can you hang on a few more minutes? Yes. All yes, right. Okay. We got one more time. I want to talk with Jeremy. That's all coming up. So, works for NASA. Part-time. Well, I, I am a NASA partner, Eclipse Ambassador. So, I don't okay. get paid by NASA. Yeah. I'm a it's a volunteer position. But, but they look to you. Yes. For answers, to, which To is make great. sure that I... I broadcast to the public the science of eclipses and the safety of it, too, because you didn't even know no. that uh, looking up at the sun is not safe. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> again, I'm looking out the way. Look, I'm looking... 
Oh, no sun. I mean, the sun Too is there. Too cloudy. Yeah, the sun is there. Hey, by the way, somebody one time, it was a radio question that somehow called my house growing up. So we're talking about the 1960s. And the question was, and I don't even know because I said yes, but I have to answer the phone and they're like, is the sky always blue? And I said yes. Is the sky always blue? No, I mean, you know that. During sunsets, it's red. No, but I mean the sky itself. Um, During the daytime. During the daytime. I said yes, and maybe that's why I I did not win anything. I think what you're trying to say is, is... Is the sky really blue? Yeah. I think that's the question you're yeah. asking. Isn't it a reflection of... Is, the oh, ocean, no, right? I'm gonna, I, I was going to say, oh. I'm, Jeremy started looking at me like, like no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm so getting I don't ready. Sound I'm like getting ready with my, I got is, my, my science answer locked I'm in. I'm colorblind, so it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it a reflection of this of the ocean? No. No, okay. it's not a reflection of the ocean. It's, it's a scattering of the light. So the preferential scattering of shorter wavelengths in the sky causes the, t- the blues to remain behind. So oh. those Reds get scattered out. The uh, any other color except for blue gets scattered out of the beam, mm-hmm. and you end up just being left with that blue. Uh, so Which that's is why, why I did not win in nineteen sixty something. That that question when they called. I'm just going to keep sky, people telling blue. it's a it's a reflection. That's too <laughs> too complicated, Jeremy. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to uneducate everybody. I just explained everybody. the science to you, Jeremy. <laughs> You're still going to go ahead and pro- promulgate misinformation, Mister. See, those are big words too. That I'm yeah. over here going. I don't know what promulgate is yes, either. Yes, you do. It's because you wear Crocs. Actually, yeah. Oh my God. Back to the crux. Hey, real quick, <laughs> shout out. fashion now. Uh, Pop-Pop's listening right now. Oh, so. Pop-Pop. <laughs> Jeremy! Yeah, Jeremy! Everybody does the invitation to Pop-Pop. <laughs> um, all right, so you, obviously that, you do television, you yes. do five days a week. But then we learned this about you a while ago. You are also a model, and yep. you're doing a lot of traveling there. Tell me what's going on. Back the and forth to New York City. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to modeling on runways, I also do staffing uh, jobs where I, I am a model server or a model usher, where I take people from to and from to the uh, uh, entrance of the door to the to the check in booth. Uh, but. The f- runway modeling is really what I love doing because it's so crazy. There's always yeah. something going on there that that is. It's almost like live TV because you're on once you're out on that runway, just right. like you're on on television. Right. Uh, once there's that no going back. Starts rolling, there's no going back. Uh, and this past Fashion Week in September, I modeled for seven different designers in five different shows, which was very exciting on five different runways. Uh, and this upcoming Fashion Week, unfortunately, you know, now that I'm full time, I'm not going to be able to model as frequently and as as expansively as I already have been, but I'll be able to walk for two shows, maybe three, depending on whether or not uh, I can get off some time mm-hmm. from WNEP, uh, but I'll be on two different one ways at least for this upcoming Fashion Week, February 9th, uh, 10th, and 11th, I believe it is. The so Saturday let me ask you this. Um, when do you find out, like, if you're getting accepted to be a runway model for a, a few weeks prior to the event? It depends. So sometimes some, you're already friends with the designers that you've walked for in the past. Right. And they want you because they know that you're a good model for them, that you show the clothes in the way they want you to show the clothes. You show up on time. You're, you're um, professional. All these things are factors in the way that you present yourself are, are factors in whether or not a designer wants you to walk for them in the future. So sometimes the designer actually reaches out to you weeks, months in advance and says, hey, I want you to walk for me in this show on this day. Come. Yeah. Other times, there are actual model shows where I go to casting calls uh, just a few days before the show itself. And then once I'm casted, I get set up with the designer. Um, so sometimes I, I go to a, a casting call and I have no clue what designer I'm going to be walking for. And other times, I already know that I'm walking for a certain designer because they reached out to me personally. So do you have to watch what you eat? Like, for example. Not, for me personally, no. High metabolism, I, you yes. uh, you burn it right off. Yeah, yeah, well, you are. You're always going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm so busy, I don't even know yeah. where I find time. But um, like, I, if somebody say, all right, it's January. Say somebody calls you and says, listen, I got something coming up in May. I want you in it. I'm locking you in, but I want the Jeremy that I see right now. You know, not a heavier or a skinnier Jeremy. Is that is that a thing? Or I no? think body positivity is a uh, new new facet in modeling, and I think they're more accepting of new body types. Um, but for me personally, I, I mean, that's really great. We're really yeah. happy to see that that they're starting to expand the modeling industry uh, to include more people because inclusivity is really important, right? Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I don't watch what I eat ever. I just yeah. eat whatever I want, and luckily, I stay the same skinny. Yeah, a little tiny yogurt 
it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. But that's uh, that's just a tip of the iceberg. What's your junk food? Do you like junk food? Not really. No. I don't really eat junk food, too much junk food. I try to keep my, my body as clean as possible. Well, so that's why you salads. can eat whatever you want, Jeremy. If you're like, <laughs> well, I'm going to have a couple salads today. Well, I eat a lot of salads. Do you but like pizza? I, also, I do like pizza. Okay, yes. there we go. That's I all like all kinds of pizza, not just any time. And I know this is controversial, but I like ham and, and pizza. Pep, uh, pineapple pizza. I'm giving that a, a yeah. Because I, I like that too. Pineapple on pizza is fantastic. <laughs> I know that's controversial, um, but I, I eat junk food sometimes, not really too often. Right. Um, I do like. Mac Your mom and cheese. brought you up right. She <laughs> cooks right. Yeah. yeah. You know, lots of chicken, lots of fish. I try to limit my red meat intake to uh, once a week, and that's important for your health. You, know, yeah. you have lower cholesterol, lower all kinds of things. It's funny. As um, he's saying this, I'm thinking back to what we were doing 12 hours ago in Avoca, eating cheesesteak, chicken wings. Well, hopefully you make that stick. just once a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's every snowstorm when we end up staying here. That never amounted. <laughs> um, so what's next for you? Where Where are you heading next? So headed next to New York Fashion Week coming up on the 10th and the 11th. I'll be walking in two shows on Sony Hall, and I'll walk in another one. Um, I'm not even sure. Sometimes I don't even know where they are until a few days before the event. But I'll be walking for the Fashion Life Tour. And last year, when I walked in September, I got accepted to Milan Fashion Week coming up in September wow. of this year. So I'll be very excited to walk for that. Of course, coming up is the Eclipse, Back to Science, <laughs> on, on April 8th. So I'll be uh, viewing that from Mexico because it has the lowest likelihood of clouds on that date. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth seeing here, even though yeah. there's 60% chance for clouds on that date last year. It was sunny. All on right. April so 8th, Western so. Pennsylvania is Western, where you need to we're be. Going to Eerie. Northwestern corner of Pennsylvania is where you got to see it. So that's coming up. The eclipse. Uh, some more conferences coming up too uh, this upcoming fall, and uh, working very, very often and frequently for WNEP. So uh, keep go. looking out for me on the evening news. Well, thank you. And today at noon. And today at noon. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you, Jeremy Luan. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it's always a pleasure speaking with you guys. It's always wonderful being around other people who are just as passionate about their jobs as I am. Yeah, so uh, definitely get you back here again soon. Because then we want the, uh, the recap the of everything going yes. on. Yes, sir. Coming up next on Special Edition, Doc and Chewy will be back to speak with Wilkesbury Mayor George Brown about upcoming events in the Diamond City. It's all coming up when Special Edition continues. Welcome back to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes. Recently, Froggy 101's Doc and Chewy sat down with Wilkesbury Mayor George Brown about upcoming events in the Diamond City. Mayor of Wilkesbury, Mayor George Brown is here. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, Chewy. How Good morning. are you doing today? We're doing great. Excellent to have you in again. Um, yeah, well, I'd say we haven't seen you in a while. Last time I saw you was the Veterans Day Parade. On the Kingston side, when it was uh, getting ready to go, you were coming through and doing your marching in the parade, but... Um, Chewy saw you just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Abe's Hot Dogs, right? Oh, that's that's right. That's my other office, Chewy. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I go there a couple of times a week. I, I, I love seeing the people there. People know that I go there, and, and they come in and talk to me, and I try to help them with any issues or problems they have. But the food's great. What'd yeah. you have? Oh, I always have my bowl of soup. Oh, that day was delicious. great. It was chicken barley, so I had a great day, and... Uh, Try to slide in a couple hot dogs. <laughs> he was so excited. I hope when my he, wife isn't listening to uh, no, no, yeah. When he uh, he called me, he goes, guess who I just saw? Yeah, he's like, like, guess who, who I saw at, at Abe's? Abe's. <laughs> I don't know. Who'd you just say? The mayor. I'm like, oh. And then he was all excited. He goes, he's, he's with other people. And he called me over to say hi. And he's, you said that you want to change the name to the Chewy oh, and yeah, Doc yeah, Show. I heard as that, yeah. to Doc and Chewy. As, as long as <laughs> yeah. you're in Wilkes-Barre, it's the Chewy yeah. and Doc Show, right? Chewy, what we say at Abe stays at Abe. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was trying to get a point across that we should change the name. <laughs> was that the same? I thought it used to be whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, whatever happens at Abe's in Wilkes-Barre stays at Abe's. We're learning things. But we have Mayor Brown hanging with us this morning for a little bit because we've got to get going to another meeting soon. But let's talk about some of the cool things. Um, first of all, um, the Spark program, yep. which you alluded to last time you were here, and 90 new businesses have That's opened right, up? Doc. Uh, we allocated $1.1 million to the program to help stimulate new businesses in the city of Wilkes-Barre, working in partnership with the Wine Valley Chamber of Commerce. They do all the paperwork, and, and I just gave them the money. But uh, the thing is, we have 90 new businesses that took advantage of the SPARK program because these businesses now have a way that they can have their rent paid for the first year. Which is always the toughest year if you're starting a business. There's so many unknown costs when you're opening things up, and then that is a huge help. It's you know. our way of using the American Rescue Plan monies to give back to the, the, the residents and the new business owners. Mm -hmm. Now, is this program that's going to come back again? I know, I, th I think you're right now, you're done with that amount of money, correct? All the money's been allocated, Doc, yeah. but 
I'm going to be looking at ways that I could possibly get some grant money. I want to keep this going. It's a stimulus for new businesses, and the city is definitely benefiting from it. And new businesses are popping up left and right. Yesterday, you were just at a ribbon cutting for a new Indian food restaurant, which looked fantastic. Was the food good? It was amazing. Oh, and, and, no, I got to uh, go. Friday, but... <laughs> I was at another ribbon cutting for another new business. So it seems like every month we have two or three new businesses opening up. And um, it's just wonderful because it's different type businesses that we wouldn't have had in Wilkes-Barre if we didn't open up the program. Wow. And I don't know, Doc, if I can mention this. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, I received a call from Philadelphia Councilman Jim Harrity. And he called me and said, Mayor Brown, I heard about the Spark program. And he said, can I come to Wilkes-Barre and talk to you about it? So he was here last week. We took uh, took him to lunch, and then we went and we called on different Spark businesses that took advantage of our program. He was so amazed. He said, I'm going to start this in Philadelphia. He's wow. coming back with some more council mem- members of council in Philadelphia. We're going to go over that and also talk about some of the other things we're doing, like the homeless shelters and mm-hmm. things like that. And these are all types of businesses, not all just restaurants, right? It's all... There's boutiques. There's all different types oh, that did it. Everything from barbershops to uh, uh, larger businesses that have several employees that are either in the distributions or you know warehousing. It's it's a really it's it's a, a cross function of all the type businesses that you see in the city of Wilkesbury. Yeah, it is so neat to see as the city continues. You know who you remind me of a lot too is uh, Mayor Lombardo of Pittston. He has that same thinking. Where it's like, let's just make this place better and better and more livable and more people come down. And uh, you guys, it is. It's amazing to see what Wilkes-Barre is, is doing under your... Yeah, like you said, you're not taking credit. You have a, an incredible staff. But, you know, you're here. You're the spokesperson for it all. Well, thank you, Doc. I, I do have a great staff. And they're dedicated to our mission in, in bringing Wilkes-Barre back to greatness. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it. I mean, Wilkes-Barre is coming alive. Yeah. New investors coming in, investing tens of millions of dollars in new projects. And they see the, the benefits of coming to Wilkes-Barre. Last year, we worked with you a little on the, um, the special needs playground that came together. And you said there's plans for something oh, again. Doc, I was going to, before I left, I want to make sure I reached out to your, your listeners and let them know wonderful thing you and Chewy did for us. Uh, we formed a special needs playground committee. We built a, a playground at Kirby Park, which is Wilkes-Barre, mm-hmm. raised $603,000 and built a special needs park. We're building a second special needs park. It's called the Bog in Miner's Mills. Right. And thankfully, you and Chewy were there and you were part of our purse bingo fundraiser where we raised $24,000. So when I saw you guys there, I said, you know, you guys are really part of this team. And I just thank you so much because it was such a success without your help. Well, thank thank you. you. We we appreciate that because, you know, I mean, community work is something that that we think is so important. And and to be part of an incredible day, like $24,000 in a day is incredible to help the city of Wilkes-Barre. see how many people were in that room. We, we didn't know what to expect. We walked into Genetti's and it's like... We both we're said, both like, wow, yeah. this is a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people, 400 people playing yeah. bingo. Yeah, playing bingo. Yeah. And bingo. yelling at Doc because he didn't play it right. <laughs> he didn't know how to call bingo numbers. Yeah, and I still don't. Uh, can you hang out for a few more sure. minutes? All right, Mayor George Brown is here from the city of Wilkes-Barre. Froggy 101, there's Morgan Wallen. We are the Doc Show. It's 825. And with us, the mayor for the city of Wilkes-Barre, George Brown, is here with us. And thanks again for giving us time. I promise I'll have you out of here in five minutes for your meeting. Doc, I wish I could stay all morning. But yeah. <laughs> well, next time, this time, anytime you want to come, you're more than welcome to come hang with us. We appreciate that. We want to talk about a couple of things. Well, one, let's go back to real quick. Oh, two football. I'm are surrounded by football stars right now, or you at are. least. No, you have one. He's sitting across. Uh, the- no, 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 not me. <laughs> yeah. You guys were both talking about that one time. Uh, so you played for which back in the day? Which um, which high school? Uh, Myers High School. Myers and four years playing. Uh, three. Three. And then uh, you said like you got said an injury, that, right? I said to Chewy, I, I earned my degree in bench warming. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. But that was, did you do other sports when you were in? No, just football. Yeah. That was like, the, you wanted to be a football player. Right. right. That's how you get the girls. That's how you met your wife. Met my wife. She was a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. that's right. See, that's the perfect story. <laughs> so I want to talk about um, some a couple of things you've got going on that some people may or may not know in the city of Wilkesbury. Um And this is what towns always did years ago, and then everybody got away from it. But community policing, explain what that is. We created a new division in our police department called community policing. It's under the leadership of Sergeant Jamie Sheridan. And uh, Sergeant Sheridan does a great job, but this community policing uh, part of the department actually is in the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. We walk the neighborhoods. We just purchased six new bicycles. 
these bicycles. They're going to be in the neighborhoods on the bicycles. They'll be at the substations. We created uh, six substations within the city of Wilkesbury where the police are there. They park their car and then they walk the neighborhoods. So we're looking to hire seven more police officers and uh, we want to have that presence in the neighborhood so that they right. can stop into your store and say, uh, Mrs. Jones, I'm Officer Brown. You know, can you tell me if there are any issues you want me to take care of? They also look at other issues within the neighborhoods. But they interact with the people, too. And the people you know what I love? You see videos every now and then where all of a sudden a police officer, kids are out playing in the street, basketball, and they'll jump in and start playing. And I think that's the coolest thing. I think that breaks down some walls. Love it. Which is really good. And our officers carry little... Um, uh, Badges, you know, uh, uh-huh. voluntary Wilkesbury police. So they see the kids and they want to, they'll give them a little badge or, or give them something like a little a pen or something that has a police officer on it. I do. I think people so cool. really, when I grew up in, hard to believe, I grew up in the Bronx in New York, but as a kid, that's how they did it. The cops would walk the streets, um, sometimes two and then sometimes one, but you would know the certain cops after a while and they would talk to you and, and come and sort of hang out and they're like, this is cool. In fact, I took. I didn't get it. That's why I'm here. But I took the New York City police test. <laughs> um, well, come on, take Wilkesbury. We'll be giving it yeah. again. I might be a little over the age. <laughs> is there? Is there a certain? Because it was funny. We have this conversation with our buddies who are the state troopers all the time. And what is it? You have to be in by age. Is it thirty? Thirty-two, have, I think. 30? Yeah, they, they have different limitations. Yeah. yeah. Do. But you're in good shape, Doc. I mean, we well, can suit you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> can I have the car too with the flashing lights? No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that, Mayor. I'll just tell you about that. And then you also, uh, you, you were telling us that you started giving out a new award. Yeah, we did. Uh, this past year, I created Mayor Brown's uh, Life Saving Award. And we started giving it out to people that actually save a life. <clears throat> the first award went to five of our firefighters slash EMS operators. And they actually saved a gentleman's life. When they went to his residence, uh, he was not breathing. Yeah. Back at work now. Wow, right. that's incredible. So the firefighters and the EMS operators, they saved that gentleman's life. So they were the first recipients. But this happens in, in the city. People don't even know it. You know, our police, wonderful police force, great fire department. And, and they do that all the time. It's part of their routine. And, and people don't recognize that. Well, we're recognizing it now. So we started that last year. Thank you for joining us this week on Special Edition. Special Edition is a weekly public affairs presentation of Odyssey Wilkesbury. I'm Brian Hughes. Thanks again for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.